Let us remember we are always and everywhere in the holy presence of Christ. Hello, this is Rick, and welcome to the Presence Podcast. Coming to you here on Wednesday, March the 11th. And the date is probably important, not because March 11th has particular meaning, unless it's your birthday. Happy birthday to you. Rather, it is a marker in this period. Now, we're in a couple of periods. One is a period that we know, which is Lent, and we are in the second week of Lent. But we're also in a period which we don't know how long it's going to be or how it's going to end. And that is this period, this time of COVID or coronavirus, where there is so much uncertainty. And on a daily basis, so much news and so much change and so much happening, quite frankly. Well, I'm glad you're here listening to me because today I kept my eyes, my ears, and my soul open to experience the presence of God, even in the midst of this very unique, unprecedented in my lifetime, my now 50-year lifetime, crisis moment. So the title of this episode, as you probably saw, is Lent COVID-19 and the Common Good. And I think there's a connection between these. And let's start backwards with that title, because I think the common good is where we need to begin. Because quite frankly, friends, dear listeners, we've lost it. And if you're a younger listener, I might even imagine that you don't even know what the common good is because we just don't uphold it anymore. And I really think, and I feel this more and more every day, that it really is at the heart of so many of our problems that we're facing right now. In short, the common good is foundational to Catholic social teaching and really pretty much, to my knowledge, almost every great faith tradition. And it's this idea that the many sometimes have to sacrifice for the few to build a better world, to build a common good, or now, as it's known in more places, a greater good. Basically, it is that I, in my own individual life, or we, my little tribe or group or political party or church or whatever, I may be, in fact, more than maybe, I will be called to give something up sometimes, to sacrifice, to maybe lose a little in order that others can win. And by others winning, I mean the greater good, the common good, the larger good. And here's the ironic thing is that even though it may seem like I'm giving something up, maybe a little bit, and it might feel painful, by definition, the common good is going to bring me good also, perhaps in ways that I can't even imagine until I make that sacrifice, until I give something up, right? And Again, we are not in a time period where we want to give things up. We're not in a time period where we want to be helpful and compassionate and generous, by and large, to others. And we certainly see that in so many places. But here's the problem, that solving our short-term problems, like the spread 
the outbreak, the pandemic now just declared today of COVID-19, we're going to have to think about the common good. Individuals, even individuals who might not be at the highest risk of illness or death, and so far that's young people for the most part, they might have to do things differently. They might have to, in fact, they will have to, we all will have to do things differently. Just today, major, major announcements, even in the last few hours, it's about a little after 11 p.m. as I record this, even in the last few hours, the announcements of the change and the disruption continue to roll in. The NBA has suspended their basketball season. March Madness is going to be played in front of empty houses, empty arenas. Uh, Locally, the Columbus Blue Jackets are not going to allow fans at their games. And most significantly, in his speech tonight, the president banned all travel from Europe for 30 days, except the United Kingdom for some reason. But, you know, I guess that's really not part of Europe. It's an island. Go figure. Regardless, we are in a moment of great change, of great disruption, of great fear and great uncertainty. And we have to do things for each other. We're going to have to social distance. That's what um, epidemiologists and folks who are experts at this, it's what they know from history, from research. And you don't believe me, look up the 1918 uh, Spanish flu pandemic in the United States, the last time we faced something that is this significant. And in that pandemic, when people were kept apart, the disease spread less rapidly. And what this allowed is health providers, health care, the health system to not become overwhelmed, to build up capacity, to spread out the time. And it really is about time, spreading out the time to buy more time to be able to treat more people more effectively. That's called the common good. And if it means that Young people and all of us are going to have to wash our hands for 20 seconds, are going to have to sneeze into our elbows, are going to have to forego and pass up things like having spectators at a state wrestling match this weekend, or maybe even not have school or work for a period of time. It's going to be inconvenient. It's going to be difficult. It's going to be hard. But you know what? We're in the middle of a season That's all about that. And I think we're a country, or at least we used to be a country, that could rise to a challenge like this. Stay with me, if you will, through the break, and I'll return and talk about Lent and why this moment is appropriate, really, to be happening during these 40 days. Well, thank you for staying with me through the break. As I said before, and as you can see in the first word of this episode title, it's Lent. And what is Lent all about? Praying, fasting, and giving. Now, I'll be honest, Ash Wednesday was only two weeks ago today. And two weeks ago, we were not talking about what we're talking about today, a fortnight, two weeks later. And when we were talking about the beginning of Ash Wednesday, it seemed like it might be a typical Lent. You know, choosing what things to give up, choosing what to sacrifice, 
choosing how to be a service, and kind of maybe a Lent similar to other Lents that we've lived before. But as I said a moment ago, in my 50 years of life, I've seen nothing like this particular period in which we find ourselves. And therefore, this is a Lent which is going to be different, already is, than anything I've ever faced before. And maybe the lesson of this Lent for all of us is how do we give up something, give up our expectations of how things are supposed to be, give up our sense of entitlement that we can go where we want, when we want, how we want, and so on. And maybe give up a few extra seconds, 20 seconds total at the sink, washing our hands or being more sacrificial in the places we go and the spaces in which we find ourselves. We might just have to do that. We are going to have to do that. And I hope we can do that in the spirit of Lent, knowing that by doing this, good comes. That in what we perceive as suffering and challenge, there are silver linings. There is goodness to be found. It's still kind of early in this moment, but maybe by not being able to go indoors to places, we'll spend more time outdoors. Maybe we will not connect face-to-face, but our connections in other ways will be more meaningful. And maybe, just maybe, we will emerge from this challenge with a greater sense of the common good, of knowing that my keeping myself well from this virus, doing everything I can to stay well and to not spread this disease is going to help others, others who are more vulnerable, others who are at greater risk, others who I will never meet, but it will save lives. And I have my part to play in that. And I'll close with this thought about the even larger picture here beyond this Lent and quite frankly, beyond this particular pandemic. And that's global climate change, the climate emergency we find ourselves in. And this past weekend, just a few days ago on Sunday, I found myself at a gathering locally here of three leaders who have done pretty significant things on the U.S. and even the global stage. One is John Kerry, former Secretary of State, Senator as well, Governor Kasich of Ohio, where I live, and also former Governor Schwarzenegger of California. And they're doing something called World War Zero. And what it's all about is recognizing that the climate emergency isn't a left thing or a right thing or a Republican thing or a Democratic thing or an American thing or a Chinese thing. It's an all of us thing. We're all in this together. And this meaning this planet, this earth, this creation that isn't ours, that we have been gifted to be stewards and caretakers of in order to give to unborn generations to come. And one of my favorite moments of this wonderful Sunday talk, Sunday afternoon talk, was Schwarzenegger, Arnold, as they call him, talking very emphatically that there's no Republican clean air or Democratic clean air. Clean air is clean air. There is no Republican clean water or Democratic clean water. It's just clean water. And he said it in a way much more lively and 
actually more uh, entertaining than what I just said in his way that only Arnold Schwarzenegger can, can do. But that's the point. The point is that we're all in this together and that is what the common good is and that is what I hope and pray, truly pray that this moment will teach us. Because folks, friends, dear listeners, we have a lot of work to do and I believe we can do it. This nation has risen to challenges before, but it only has risen to challenges when we work together and we're not fighting against each other. I really hope that what lies ahead past this November is a time where the better angels of our nature to reference, reference Abraham Lincoln are able to be fostered and grown. And we're able to have leaders who, instead of mocking others and instead of saying it's a plot and saying it's all of this garbage and lies and unhelpful stuff, leaders that can call us to our better sense of good. You know, we fought wars before. We fought World War II. We fought many wars. And we've had leaders that have said, look, we're going to rise up and we're going to do everything. We're going to sacrifice. World War II, people went without basic things like metals of different kinds and foods and sugar and just sacrifice. A generation or even not very long before that, the Great Depression brought that as well. And we're in difficult times. And they're probably not going to get easier anytime soon. But I really do have hope and faith that with the proper guidance, with prayer and with each other, with the common communion that we share with each other, we can rise to this challenge and do what it takes to to overcome, but also to make things better for those who are yet here for those who are the unborn and today the most vulnerable, those who are at the greatest risk of what we're facing. So how do you feel hearing this? Do you agree? Do you disagree? And what can you do in your relationships, in your friendships to not just foster the common good, but to talk about it, to share the good word about it, the good news about it, to encourage others and to point out to others when they're not living up to the common good, when they're being selfish, when they're being um, closed-minded, when they're scapegoating and blaming others, when it's just about them or theirs and not ours. Can you point that out? Can you raise that? And in the midst of that, In the midst of all of this, can you experience God's presence? Thank you so much for listening. Blessings and peace.